Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today, I want to talk to you about some things that exist in any healthy relationship. There's some characteristics that exist, whether it's a romantic relationship, it's a parent-child relationship, it's a work relationship. These characteristics exist in every healthy relationship. But before I do that, I have a favor to ask you. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, my friends, let's kick this off. I hope your day is going well. Wherever you're at today, I hope that you are having a great day. Before we get into anything, though, I do want to give you a few announcements and ask a few questions of you or ask a favor of you. First of all, I do have a new website up. If you've not been to JoeMartino.com lately, it is completely redesigned. We're still rebuilding a few links, so you might find a link that doesn't work. If you do, I'd love for you to let me know because that will help me. We've gone through, and I think we've covered everything, but I'm not sure. So if you find a link that doesn't work, let me know. That's at JoeMartino.com. Also, I am continuing to work on future publications, future curriculum for you. Uh, We're starting to make some more videos. We've been doing it mostly for the counseling office to this point. We've made two specific reels. Uh, I am making a few more here and there. I would ask a favor of you. If you've read the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple, would you be willing to go on Amazon and give it a rating if if you are so inclined to do so? Even if you didn't like it and you want to give it a two-star, I don't necessarily care what your rating is. I mean, I really wouldn't want to see a two-star, but... Whatever it is, if you could give that a rating, it'd be very helpful to me as I chase a either a publicist agent or a, a book publishing contract through a more traditional publishing house. I'm, I'm starting to lean towards publishing, hiding behind God as a uh, self-published, again, like I did the Emotionally Secure Couple, but I do think that a traditional publishing resource or a traditional publishing house would bring more resources to me and give me more options than maybe doing it myself. So if that's something you'd be inclined to do, if you could go on to amazon.com and give my book a rating, that is the emotionally secure couple, give it an honest review, do what you want to do with it. Uh, If we could get to 50 ratings, that would be wonderful. 50 reviews. If we get to 100, I will randomly pick somebody and try to give them a small gift. Uh, It would be super helpful to me as I pursue that. So thank you very much. All right, let's talk about five things that healthy relationships have. Now, these are not, this actually is only half of a list. It's not quite half a list of a much broader topic of things that healthy relationships have. And this is true that it is uh, healthy couples, right? So healthy couples would have these things. But the reality is these five things would exist in any relationship you have. So at your workplace, if you're a leader at work, hopefully you're fostering these five things because if you are, then what you're going to see is is some growth and health in the relationships at work, in the culture at work. So when I was first putting this list together, it was completely for couples, right? What do healthy couples do? Are there uh, common traits that they have? And I believe that there are, and this list actually comes out of, of that study. But the reality is, as I started to expand it more, I started to work with more business clients, more business uh, consulting, corporate trainings, I realized that this is also true of almost any relationship we have. So we're just going to kick it off right now. The first thing that, that healthy relationships have is that the people in it live intentionally. And you know, if you listen to me for any amount of time, 
that intentional living is a big part of my mantra. I come back to live intentionally pretty regularly. We have to live intentionally. Well, what does that mean? One of the things I tell people in couples counseling is you're either building the relationship or you're hurting it. There's not an in-between. You are either purposely building the relationship up or you are tearing it down. In grad school, I had a professor say to me that most people live their lives passive-aggressively and then try to make up for that when things get hard by living with intensity, and it rarely works. And I, quite frankly, very much agree with him. I I think often we just kind of let life happen to us. This is one of the big shticks of the motivational gurus. They talk about not letting life happen to you. And a lot of times people are like, well, I don't understand how motivational gurus make it. Well, they make it because the, the mantras that they're air quotes peddling have truth to them. They have wisdom in them. And some of that wisdom is you have to live incredibly intentionally in order to chase what it is you want. So you're either building your life or you're not. And sometimes living intentionally means I'm an inten- I'm intentionally taking a break. Sometimes living my life intentionally means I'm intentionally not taking a break. I'm I'm so I'm I'm powering through. I'm driving on, right? And and one of the things that consistently happens for people that are in a healthy relationship is they know why they're doing what they're doing, which is we're going to talk about later. And Knowing why comes out of this idea of living intentionally first. What is it that you want? One of the things that I believe is that we all have a belief system that leads to our values, that leads to our actions, that leads to our consequences. What do you want in that consequence box? And I'm not talking necessarily about what do you want for supper, but when you talk about your health, how do you want the meal that you're going to eat today to impact that? I heard somebody say just this morning, whoever I want to be in 10 years, I better be making sure that I'm doing behaviors today that reflect that. That's living intentionally. Healthy relationships, they don't give into the moment, right? Because we all have moments in a relationship where we're angry, where we're tired, where we're distressed. And what happens is we say things that we know hurt the relationship, but we don't care because we're, we're failing to live intentionally because it feels good. After living intentionally, the second thing is they speak directly. So often what happens is, is that we tend to, we dance around the bush. We don't say what we mean. Uh, I heard an illustration one time where one person said to the other person, do you care if I do this? And the other person said, well, you do whatever you have to. And they got mad because the other person did it. And they were like, they knew what I meant. I'm like, well, yeah, but what you said is different. That's manipulation, right? And so there is this this idea, if you speak directly, we're killing manipulation. And speaking directly is not valued today. At least not, you know, anytime people speak directly, a lot of times, I don't know, that's arrogant, that's this, that's that. Well, it certainly it can be, but speaking directly is just removing the manipulation out of it. It's just saying, hey, do you care if I go do this? Well, obviously you can do whatever you want to do, but I would prefer that you didn't. That's speaking directly. I need this from you. That's speaking directly. I want this. That's speaking directly. I think what you did there was wrong, and here's why. That's speaking directly. Speaking directly comes out of living intentionally because speaking directly is for the benefit of the relationship, not for my temporary feelings. And let's just get this down to brass tacks for couples. Hey, I need some humana humana. Over the next few days, that's speaking directly, not like these passive aggressive hints. Then you get mad because she didn't respond the way you thought she would or he thought the way you thought he would saying, hey, this is what's going on. Speaking directly. I've noticed that your emotions 
seem to be frustrated lately. Can you tell me more about that? That's speaking directly, speaking directly to build the relationship for the betterment of the relationship, even if it's hard. I'm in a men's group. I I told you that I started a men's group. And in one of the sessions, we had one guy say to the other guy, hey, do you struggle with listening? And, And it got a little bit interesting for a few seconds. But he was speaking directly for the betterment of the person and the group. Building the relationship, speaking directly comes straight out of living intentionally. The third thing that healthy relationships have is they have clear expectations of what's going on. So this is something that if you know me, I tell people all the time, you cannot have too many conversations about clear expectations. You cannot have too many conversations about expectations. And I tell people this is both long-term and short-term. So, you know, my wife and I regularly have conversations about, Hey, run me through tomorrow. What's tomorrow morning look like? What's tomorrow afternoon look like? What's tomorrow evening look like? Run me through this coming weekend. Run me through next weekend. What are you expecting of me? What are you hoping I'll do? They have really clear expectations. And a lot of times the reason we don't speak directly is because we don't want to have clear direction expectations because we're afraid that if we have clear expectations, the other person will reject us. And so rather than set those clear expectations, we kind of muddle what we want. We kind of obscure what we want so that we can avoid the pain of rejection. And so we don't speak directly. And if we don't speak directly, we can't have clear expectations. So the first three, we want to live intentionally. We want to speak directly and we want to have clear expectations. And this is why I say this is not just about romantic relationships or family relationships. Think about all of your frustrations at work. How many of them are because either your boss or your boss's boss, somebody isn't speaking directly. Someone is not uh, telling you what's really expected of you. Or you don't know what's expected of you because it changes regularly. I worked with a a company, you know, a very successful company on the financial line, but they couldn't keep employees. And and the CEO kept saying, well, nobody gets yelled at here, blah, 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 blah. Right. But the number one complaint of those walking out the door is that you tell them one thing on Monday, change it on Tuesday, change it on Wednesday. And those expectations are consistently changing. Even the president told me he was like, you know, I understand what people are saying because like I was told I don't report to this person at all, right? He's the president. Typically, that's a pretty high position. And yet this other person can kind of just blow up my day and and there's not a lot of pushback on them because of that. What that means is there's not clear expectations there and people don't speak directly. Those two run together. People don't speak directly when there's not clear expectations because they're not sure what will happen. And if there's a lack of intentional living, that's the trifecta because now people don't trust what they're going to find. If they talk, they don't find what they don't trust what they're going to find, what they're going to receive if they speak directly. And they certainly aren't going to talk about what they expect because they're not sure how that will be received. And it typically goes poorly. The fourth thing that is important in healthy relationships that almost all healthy relationships have is they consistently decide what is and is not a problem and to what degree it is a problem. All right, I'm going to say that again. They decide what is and what is not a problem, and to what degree is it a problem. And this comes right out of living intentionally because there are two realities. There's probably a multitude of realities, right? But there are two things that definitely affect whether or not we feel something is a problem, and that is it actually is a problem. But then there's also things like, I didn't sleep well last night. I've been sick for the last few days. Uh, I am hungry. 
you, you know, as the commercial says, you're not yourself when you're hungry. There's a lot of reasons why you might not actually think something is a problem if you gave it a little bit of time to breathe. There's a lot of reasons why you might not find something to be a problem if you gave it a little bit of time to marinate. And so healthy relationships, they decide what is and what is not a problem. And then they decide to what degree is it a problem and how should they respond? They decide what is and what isn't a problem. And they have some sort of metric for that ahead of time. So in my house, my wife and I have a thing where there are certain things that they're just a problem. Like if I were to call her a name, that would just be a problem right off the bat. If I violated one of the six rules of communication, that would be a problem right off the bat. There are other things, though, that she might be bothered by that she says, you know what, I'm going to give this some time to marinate. I'm going to give this maybe two days or three days. And if I'm still struggling with it, if it still bothers me 48 or 72 hours from now, I'm going to bring it up. So one time recently, uh, I was talking to her about something and I was frustrated about something. And she said to me, you know, like why she kind of didn't acknowledge my emotions. So like two days later, I said, Hey, I wanted to revisit this the other day, this thing happened. And you didn't like, you know, acknowledge my emotions. You just kind of said this. And she's like, Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because we have this clear expectation that if something bothers us for a couple of days, we're going to bring it up to each other and we're going to talk about it. And so when I brought it up to her, she didn't feel ambushed. She didn't feel like I had been sandbagging her. She didn't feel like I was playing a fake. She felt good because I'm living up to the clear expectation. We said that, Hey, this, this was a kind of a problem for me. This is what I was looking for, right? This is what I was hoping for, which was really, I just wanted you to acknowledge my emotions. And she said, by the way, I had some frustrations too, because I thought maybe you were frustrated about this thing. I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause no, that isn't what I was frustrated about. And we had this conversation that probably took about seven minutes and there was no resentment coming out of it. There was no buildup of, of anger. It was just like, oh, hey, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's get it out and let's keep moving. You have to decide what is and is not a problem. And, and you know, if you've been to any of my conferences, if you've read my book, I talk about the five, five, five rule, five days, five weeks, five months, five years. You're standing over that person's grave. Is this going to be a problem? If it isn't, why is it a problem today? And if it's not, that doesn't mean that it won't be a problem today. You just need to be able to answer the why. And so when we come back from that, we decide, okay, so that's, that's a problem. Or have you violated or did the other person violate a way that you agreed to live, a way that you agreed to do life together? Then that has to be a problem. And then they decide how well do they respond. How well did they respond? How do they best respond? What is the best response to solve the problem and protect my relationship, right? How do I respond in a way that is healthy here? How do I respond in a way that invites my wife into a deeper level of intimacy with me? How do I respond in a way that, that invites this person into a better relationship? If we're not talking about a romantic relationship and you're thinking about this application for your workplace or your neighbor or a team that you're coaching or your church environment, how do you respond in a way that invites the other person to be a better version of themselves, to continue to improve, and it protects the relationship? And you can see how these these characteristics, they just flow one from the other because you're not going to be doing this if you're not living intentionally. You're not going to be worried about trying to figure out what is a problem and what isn't and how do you best respond if you're not living intentionally. This requires intentional living. It requires you to speak directly. It requires you to have clear expectations because if you have clear expectations, then it's really much simpler. It's not always easy, but it's much simpler to determine 
what is a problem and what isn't, and how do I best respond? How do I respond in a way that reflects my values? How do I respond in a way that reflects our family values? How do I respond in a way that invites this person that I'm in relationship with into a deeper relationship? And then the fifth and last one that we're going to talk about today is they talk about what they want more than they talk about what they don't want. If you're living intentionally, you're going to be talking about what you want more than what you than you talk about what you don't want. And I see this all the time with couples, and I see it all the time with employees. They talk about what they don't want, but they don't give a lot of direction on what they do want. And the problem is most of the time, the thing that they don't want is an ingrained habit for the other person. And so if they're going to run that out, if they're going to kind of figure out how do we make this better, they have to talk about what they want, right? And I think I've shared this story before, but one time my wife, I was talking to my daughter. It was a very stressful time for us as business owners and, and family. Some things were going on. And I was talking to my daughter. I have this little butter crock pot thing that I love. And I was like, Chuck, that's what my daughter's nickname. Chuck, where is the bottom half of this? I don't see it. I don't see it. Where is it? And my wife said it was... She's like, it's right there. And I didn't, I did not appreciate the tone in which she said it. And we kind of got a little snippy with each other. I was like, I'm not even talking to you. Why are you coming at me like that? And she's like, I'm not coming at you. I was like, yes, you are. You know, look, typical conversation that people have when things go sideways. The next morning I said to her, I'm still a little salty about that. And then she was really hurt because she didn't feel it was that big a deal. And because, and she, and because I didn't validate or, or acknowledge her emotions, Right. And so I said to her, I said, okay, but what can I say to you when I'm not even talking to you and I feel attacked? Right. So I'm asking, what do you want? This is living intentionally. And she answered, you could have said, hey, I understand you're frustrated or I can see that you're frustrated. Is there something I can do to help? And this is a conversation between Cadence and myself. I'm not looking for you to solve it. I don't understand how you're involved. And I feel attacked right here. And she's not wrong. She's right. I could, I could lead with her emotion. Hey, I can understand you're frustrated and I feel attacked, right? This, this is why it comes directly out of deciding what is and what is not a problem and how do I best respond? Because when I talk about what I want more than what I don't want, what I'm saying is here's a, a path forward to us building intimacy. Here's a path forward to our relationship being better. Here is a path forward to us living together, or if it's a work relationship, working together in, in a relationship that is benefiting to all, that is, is protecting each other, that is building something bigger than us. Here's the path forward to a deeper relationship. And I get a lot of pushback on this from people. I don't want to have to tell him what I think he should do because then he just has simple steps and he doesn't have to think about it. That's just ludicrous. Because even if I know what my wife wants, I have to remember that she wants it. I have to understand how to implement it. And a lot of times I might not understand it. I might have to be told three or four times. I might have to be told, oh, hey, I can see that you tried that this way and I appreciate it, but that isn't actually the way that I want you to try it. I want you to do it this way. Oh, okay. And and then there the other side is, well, I'm not going to do it that way just because she wants me to. Well, that's silly too. If you're because that's not living intentionally. If you're trying to build this relationship, living intentionally is how do I bring the relationship to a better, a better, deeper place, whatever the relationship is. And and so we talk more about what we want 
then we do what we don't want because they're incompatible behaviors. You can't do something that I don't want if you're doing the opposite of it, which is what I do want. And so when that happens, we start to build the relationship. All right, so the first five, live intentionally, speak directly, set clear expectations, decide what is and is not a problem, and how might I best respond if it is a problem. Talk about what we want more than what we don't want. Be sure to come back next week if you want to hear uh, the rest of this list and we will talk more about things that exist in healthy relationships and then you can kind of run out how well you're doing. Hey, if you like this, would you share it with your friends on social media? Would you give me a rating in the podcast store? I know that you're busy and, and I know you could spend your time doing anything, but if you could take two minutes and just give me some stars, I'd really appreciate it. It would really help me out as I endeavor to increase my ability to share this information with more people. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.